Hey guys, I want to hop on here really quick before we get started and just share with you that you are going to hear my kids playing in the background with their dad quite a lot in this podcast episode. I had considered just recording it again, but my husband encouraged me just to leave it as it is. And so I just want to let you know, if you hear noises in the background, it is my children playing and having a wonderful time. And like I've said before, I do this podcast at my home with my kids around, and sometimes you're just going to hear those background noises. So anyways, I hope you enjoy. Hey friends, welcome back. It's good to have you back with me here on the podcast. Today I want to talk with you about how we can have grace with ourselves whenever we are switching to a more natural lifestyle. I find that a lot of times it can be very overwhelming when we are just getting started And if we've kind of come to this realization that a lot of what we're putting in and on our bodies is not good for us, often we want to try to take care of it all at once. And that really does tend to set us up for failure because it's very hard to maintain that level of change. So let's just go ahead and talk about how we can have grace for ourselves as we are going along this journey of trying to better our family's health. Let's go. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently abled children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. Okay, so I want to say first and foremost, like I kind of already mentioned earlier in the intro, it's this fact that we have to realize that we do not actually have to do it all at once. It does not need to be something where we go through our entire house, through all of our pantry, and we switch out everything at one time. That can be very overwhelming, and I find it's often not very sustainable. Also, it can be very expensive. So if we can just try to get rid of that idea that if I'm not doing all of it, at one time that I'm not doing it right and instead try to adopt more of a slow growth and like slowly switching things out over time, I just find that that tends to be more sustainable as far as lasting change. I find it is just so much more sustainable to actually just pick one thing at a time and then just building from there. So start with one, either one food item, one item from like your health and beauty stuff, whatever it is, just pick one thing Make a switch with what you feel comfortable with that and then just move on from there instead of feeling like you have to take care of it all at once. And then another thing I want to talk about, because a lot of times whenever we have children who have special needs or like I've mentioned, I have my own health struggles and there are a lot of foods that I have sensitivities or cross reactions to because of my autoimmune issues. So we have a lot of food like basically foods we have to avoid. They're not true food allergies, although we have dealt with that as well. I have a child who has been anaphylactic to eggs in the past and had to take a helicopter flight at a very young age. So we have kind of run the gamut as far as true anaphylaxis and then more of like cross-reaction or food sensitivities, those types of things. But it can be very difficult to navigate, especially whenever you have 
multiple people in your home and you have multiple people who have different, like their allergies are not the same. And that's kind of how it works in my house. While some of my kids actually do have a lot of the same allergies, they often, like the foods that I am currently cross-reacting to, they don't have any issues with those those foods. And so it really is this juggling act of how can we make sure everyone is eating and being, you know, getting nourishment from food, but then also not eating something that is going to cause any kind of issues for them. And that can feel very overwhelming. I know whenever I was trying to cut out a bunch of foods, I honestly had just gotten to the point where I just didn't even eat that much, mainly because I didn't know what to eat. And so I definitely understand that feeling of like, you get this list of foods that might be causing your your child issues, like commonly, you know, I think things like gluten, dairy, corn, soy, or nuts. And it is very overwhelming, especially because what I found with my kids is that a lot of the foods that they actually craved and would eat were things that they were having sensitivities to. And that's pretty common just because of the the reactions that it creates in the body whenever you are consuming those foods that you are actually reacting to. But it just felt very overwhelming to think I have to cut out, you know, eight different foods and try to figure out how to feed everyone while making sure that they're not eating something like we're really working towards healing And I don't really know how to juggle all of this. So obviously, you know, store-bought replacements for gluten-free things typically are not great. Um, They're going to have like a lot of rice flour. Often they'll have some kind of corn product in them. They're just not the best. But I think when you're getting started, if that's what you have to start with, start with that. You know, start with whatever store-bought replacement you have to get in order to make that transition a little less stressful, or just try to increase the foods that you know that they will eat that, like, for instance, fruits and vegetables that are going to be naturally gluten-free. They're not going to have corn, obviously, unless it's corn, Um, just all of those types of things. So when we were transitioning, my kids were increasing the amount of fruit they were eating because I had to pull out so many of the foods that they were used to eating, and I didn't want them to not eat at all because often getting them to try new foods because of sensory processing issues, it just was very, it was a very difficult thing to kind of navigate. So I did start with just trying to buy a few store-bought, like gluten-free, dairy-free replacement type of items. And then as things have progressed, I have started making our own things, like making our own gluten-free bread. Although I have tried this one recipe that is supposed to be amazing and I still have not been able to master that thing, but I am determined I am going to get there one day. But I I just think that starting with store-bought stuff, replacing it as you can, start trying to branch out, get creative with, okay, what's something that is naturally going to avoid the things that they need to avoid in its whole form, like fruits, vegetables, meat, those types of things. And just try to add more of that into their diet so you're not so stressed and overwhelmed with how do I replace this item that they used to eat all of the time and now I've realized that they have some kind of allergy or sensitivity to it or it's just not sitting well with their system. Whatever the thing may be, just start small. Don't feel bad if you have to buy store-bought stuff. Don't feel like you have to literally start making everything from scratch. I actually have tried that. And that's what I did to begin with. And I found I just could not sustain it. I needed to start slow, build, work my way up. I did. I just had to have grace with myself to say, I can't cut out all of these foods at the same time for all of these different people 
replace all of these foods, and then also expect myself to be making all of it from scratch. It was just too much at one time. So just having grace with yourself, trying to find simple swaps that make it as uncomplicated as possible. That is what I think is just the best thing as you are trying to work through switching whenever you're dealing with any kind of food changes or that type of thing. I firmly believe that switching out some foods at a rate that you can actually maintain is better than trying to do all of it at once and then giving up within the first week because there's no way you can stick to it. And I've experienced both of those. I've tried to do it all at once and then I've given up in the first week because I feel so overwhelmed and I feel like there's no way I can keep doing this, devoting this kind of mental space and time to switching all this stuff out. And so I just had to back off unless obviously it was something where it was an allergy and it was causing issues, then that you just kind of have to figure out a way to do it. And that's where I say, if you're buying store-bought stuff, go for it. But if you're just doing this, not because of any kind of allergy, but just because you want to improve your family's health, then give yourself some time. Switch out a few things at a time. Go at the rate that you can actually go with that actually works for you and your family. I think that a great question to ask yourself is how can I be the best steward of mine and my family's health in this exact moment? Instead, like often we get so overwhelmed with all of the details, or at least I do, like looking ahead to the future, like, oh, if I try to do this, like try to cut out these products and this is going to happen, then this is going to happen and I'm going to have to figure out this. Instead of getting overwhelmed with what what we're going to have to do in the future just focus on this exact moment and so what today what could i do today to be the best steward of mine and my family's health and it can be something really small i think just taking the time to be intentional and to name what it is that we want to focus on as far as what we want to do to improve our family's health can be really helpful in kind of minimizing that overwhelm that we can begin to feel but i also think it's a great way for us to kind of remain grounded in grace and in this idea that we don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to be doing it all right now, but what is the one thing I can do to steward our health? Well, I do think it's important that we steward our health. I do believe that the Lord wants us to steward our bodies well, and he wants us to care for our families, obviously, for our children. He's entrusted them to us. So it's very important and it's not something I'm I'm saying we should take lightly, but I do think it's something that we have to do in a way that we can actually be successful with it. And so if we can just pick that one thing today, what is that that I'm going to do today? And then I'm just going to focus on that and that alone. And I actually think it's also really great to pray and ask the Lord to give you discernment about what that one thing is, because I know he has guided us along this journey with our kids whenever we've been unsure of what to do for them. Like if they're having some kind of health challenge or, I mean, honestly, even we've had developmental and behavioral challenges, the Lord has guided us to resources along our journey. And I do talk a little bit more about that in episode five, just a little bit about our our health journey. And then also in episode six and seven, I also share a little bit about how you can switch to a more natural lifestyle without the overwhelm. And I will share links to all of those episodes below in the show notes. But I just think giving ourselves grace and just taking the t- taking our time, taking the time that it takes and not trying to rush it and choosing to seek the Lord's discernment on what we should focus on. Because if you have done any kind of 
Googling or looking on social media in the natural living slash holistic living realm, it can be extremely overwhelming. You receive information that is so contradictory from one another that it can often leave you in a state of like being unsure of what to do. And so then you're just frozen in fear and then also in just like confusion. And so I have just found that that piece of asking the Lord for discernment and then also of having grace with myself has been so important. And, you know, I think of things like this, like my kids don't do well with food dyes. It causes behavioral issues for them. I know that this is true, but if we go to church and they give them a sucker as they're walking out the door, I do not stress about it. I don't tell my kids they can't have a sucker. I let them participate and have a good time and we go on our merry way. And I'm okay with that. I know there are some people who would say, absolutely not. There's no way I'll pack my own suckers and they can have them once we get out to the vehicle. And that's okay if that is what that person chooses to do. But for me, it just would add another layer of stress to what can already be sometimes a stressful situation as far as like getting everyone dressed out the door, hoping everyone does well for church. And then I don't have to worry about packing suckers. I just don't. And I don't feel bad about that. I don't, I don't feel guilty if they have one sucker a week. Yes, it's food dyes. I, I know. I mean, I've talked about food dyes, I think in one of those podcast episodes, I understand what has those, the research basically linked with them. But for me, that's an area where I just give myself grace. And again, I'm not buying suckers with food dyes. We buy dye-free suckers. Um, Yum Earth is a great, that's what we love if you're looking for one. And I, I don't do it at home, but if they're out and about, I don't worry about it. And it's just, it's just one of those things we have to figure out what is important to us and when is it important. So my kids not eating food dye is important to me. I do not buy foods and bring them into our home with food dye. But if someone gives them something with it, I'm not going to make them not eat it because I don't want them to have food dyes. It's just not that important to me. And honestly, some people would disagree with my decision, and that's totally okay. And I I don't feel upset that someone else would choose to not take the sucker and, and give them something in their vehicle. I think we just have to do whatever works best for each of us. And that's the thing is I have to remind myself that whenever I am spending my time criticizing myself for my shortcomings and for things that I wish I was doing better, then that has never actually brought me to a place like that end result has never brought me to a place where I feel encouraged and where I feel like, oh, wow, well, you know, I, I've done this so horribly. I think now I'm going to turn this thing around and I'm going to really stick with it. That's just not what happens whenever I'm in that headspace of criticizing myself or of feeling like I have to meet this standard of perfection that I don't feel actually capable of meeting at that moment. It never leads me in a place of lasting change. And so instead, what I've learned to adopt is this idea of, like I've mentioned, grace, small progress over time, doing the best I can with what I have in that exact moment. And this is where I feel like that mindset piece really comes into play. Because if I continually tell myself over and over again that if I allow my kid to have a sucker at church, I'm a failure, then I'm going to constantly feel like anytime I allow my child to have any kind of food dye, then I must be a failure. And so what I tell myself about 
the choices that I make on a daily basis to steward my family's health well, that really does set the precedence for how I feel and how I act as far as how am I actually going to steward our, our health well. Because if I feel like I'm already a failure and I feel like I have to maintain this level of perfection that isn't really actually feasible for my life, then the chances of me succeeding are really not great. And so some common things that I think of and that I hear people say are things like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money for us to make these changes. It's really hard. I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know where to start. And so those are things that we are telling ourselves that really we desire this outcome of having better health for our family. But what we're actually telling ourselves is what's keeping us stuck in the action of continuing to make choices that we would rather not make, we aren't actually prioritizing better health because we're telling ourselves these things like, I can't do it. It's too hard. I don't have the resources. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. All of these different things. So what I want to leave you with are a few things that I say, like I've talked about, I'm very big on instead, let's create and let's say the story that we actually want to be true in our lives. And I'm not talking about manifesting. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I am not into that in any way, shape or form. I'm talking about the fact that there's brain science behind the fact that what we are telling ourselves is what we end up acting out. So I think taking the time to be intentional to realize what we're telling ourselves. And if we get really honest and we actually are very honest about what it is that we are saying to ourselves, we will realize that it is true. The thing that we continue to say to ourselves over and over is what we're doing in our lives. So if I'm telling myself over and over, it's too hard to do this and I don't have the time, then I am not actually prioritizing better health for my family because I am already convinced that it's not possible. So if we can change that story to where it's something our brain will actually work with us to make it possible for us to make these changes, it will just, we will have so much less resistance to change. And that's whenever we will begin to see real progress happen is whenever our brain is no longer stopping us from doing that thing because we've convinced ourselves it's not actually possible. So without realizing it, we're actually sabotaging ourselves from doing the thing that we desperately desire to do. So what I love to do and what I want to leave you with are just some things that I tell myself instead of telling myself these stories that will continue to keep me in habits that I don't want to be in, some things that I love to say to myself are, I make time to feed my family foods that nourish their bodies. And I make the best decisions that I can with the resources that I have to steward my family's health. I also love to say things like, I make taking care of my family's health a top priority, and I make sure that I am providing them with good and nourishing foods that help them to feel the best possible. You tweak it to whatever works for you and for your specific family. There are also some specific um, health issues that we have that I will remind myself like, oh, because of this issue, we prioritize eating this way. And I think making it very personal to yourself really helps because it just reminds your brain that this is possible, that I can do this, and I don't have to continue to sabotage myself and prevent myself from getting to that point of where I want to be. But then, like I said, just remember, this is not about being perfect and getting it all right. It's just about going on the path towards living that more holistic lifestyle and just caring for our bodies and our family's bodies 
in the best way that we possibly can. So I hope that this has helped you. I hope it just reminds you that one, we can take this slow. We can go at our own pace. It doesn't have to be perfect. We can, we can have grace along this journey. And then I would also say that idea of really sitting and starting to try to pay attention to what are the things that you are actually telling yourself about trying to switch your diet or about trying to switch the products in your home. Are there stories that you're telling yourself that are probably stopping you from actually doing the things that you desire to do that are stopping you from making it a priority? And then I think just writing those down and getting very honest about them and then trying to challenge them and see what is it that you would rather say to yourself instead of those things. They're stuck on replay in your mind that you don't even realize you're saying it until you really take the time to sit down and think, oh, wow, every time I think about doing this, this is the thought that pops into my head. Well, that's something you've been telling yourself over and over again. So how can we change that up a bit so that your brain is no longer trying to stop you? Because your brain thinks, well, that's not going to work, so don't even try. Instead, let's go scroll Instagram. So just taking that time to be intentional about our thoughts, it's so important. And that's why the Bible talks so much about our thoughts and how they really do matter. So I hope this has blessed you. I hope it has helped you. And I would love to hear from you. You're welcome to message me on Facebook or Instagram. You can email me as well. Share with me how it's going for you with your journey towards switching to a more natural lifestyle. If you've seen any amazing progress, anything like that. I love hearing from you and I will see you back next time. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.